what is your tolerance? Because what we're finding is the way people are investing today, they're investing at a different tolerance than what they really are at. And you know, the big question is, I said, think of all the money you have saved. Think, put that in your mind. It says, now think about it. You just lost 35% of it. And now you're retired. Are you okay with that? If you're okay with it, great. That means that that's not going to affect you. But if it makes you like get a little uncomfortable, <laughs> you get a little warm warm in the chest and uh-huh. your head. But uh, <laughs> you say, well, that's probably too much risk then. You have to make some changes here. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Welcome in to another edition of the Retirement Reality Podcast. I'm Ben George, along with Mike Koyanen. Mike, who is uh, just settling into his new office. I know it's been busy, Mike, but how's everything uh, looking right now? It's coming together slowly but surely. It just reminds you why people don't like moving. (laughs) (laughs) It's the worst. Did you feel like you guys had to purge a lot of stuff, or did you keep most everything you had? We kept most of what we had, but we tripled our office size at this one location. So it's just a lot of other things we need to get and it's just that moving without affecting your your client meetings so a lot of these have been this work has been done after hours so a lot of late nights a lot of weekends and this is the office in minnesota correct no actually it's my wisconsin office okay your wisconsin office you got you got offices in both wisconsin and minnesota right across the state line the river there and you serve all of minneapolis st paul uh that area so we're glad that uh, you're settling in a little bit, and hopefully it'll free up a little bit of time uh, moving forward, and things can kind of calm down for you. Yeah, we're all open to a free hand. I know you're ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to come help. Okay. Yeah, just give, send right. me the new address, and I'll, I'll okay. stop by. <laughs> uh, right. Today's show, we've got a lot going on. Uh, the main topic today is going to be one that I think uh, is going to be important for a lot of people as they try to build their retirement plan, there's a lot of different variables that shape that plan. And they're all you know, specific and unique to you. So understanding those different variables and kind of how you can incorporate your strategies into making it work for you will, uh, will help you build your plan and it'll go a long way to making you successful. So we'll uh, get Mike's input on all these and help us lay out all the variables for our retirement plan. But let's begin with a getting to know you question for Mike. It's getting to know you time. All right, Mike. So we like to ask you questions outside of finance to to learn a little bit more about your personality. So this question for this episode is very simple. What is your favorite movie genre? Yeah. First of all, I I like a lot of movies and that's kind of your your downtime where you can kind of let your brain shut off. But I think one of my favorite ones is a lot of these secret agent type movies. You know, you look at the the Bourne series when that came out or, you know, Mission Impossibles and anything that has to do with CIA or undercover agent or double agent, things like that. I think those are just really intriguing. A little bit of suspense, thriller, action, drama, everything kind of mixed up into one movie. I, I really enjoy those. Yeah, I like those a lot as well. Have you had a chance to watch the uh, Jack Ryan series on Amazon? It's on my to-watch list because I've seen that. I, I just don't have a lot of time to get in any series. So yeah. you kind of ask, you know, do I watch much TV shows as well? I, I really don't. I don't have, I think the only TV show I, I will record and get to watch is The Prophet, Marcus Limonis, where he buys businesses and helps failing businesses. So I think that really helped. I really enjoy watching that kind of in my realm. But 
I don't ha- I don't really have any TV shows that I actually watch. I don't have time for that. Okay, well, put that Jack Ryan on your list for uh, when you retire, when you have some free time, because I think that's one you'll really like. Really okay. enjoy that one. I will. All right, so let's move into topic, our topic today, and that's the variables that shape your retirement plan. So listen, if the variables were the same for everybody, retirement planning would be so much simpler. But the fact is, everybody is different, and that's kind of what makes it fun. So on today's show, we'll explain why answers to some of retirement's critical questions vary from person to person. So leading things off, we'll do one on income, Mike. And that's a really basic question and one that's going to be tough to answer, but how much income will we need in retirement? Yeah. I mean, that's a big question. And that's what we talk about here at our office. There are so many variables, Not no two households are the same. And you might have the same income as somebody else, but expenses and all that changes. One thing I just want to preface is I might've mentioned this on a previous show, but I get a little irritated where some of these financial institutions will say you need to have you know, a million dollars at retirement. You need to have, you know, whatever that that number is. And I know a very common institution, and I know they do a great job with their clients as a broker dealer is is fidelity. And I'm not here to bash them, but one thing I I don't agree with when it comes to retirement planning is they said you should have ten times of your last year's income the year you retire. So let's just say you make $100,000 a year, your last year's income, you should have 10 times that. They said you should have a million dollars and that's all you need. Well, excuse me, and I I don't want to be sarcastic in a sense where they didn't crack the code on retirement planning by just coming (laughs) up with a simple formula, right? There's so many variables that come into play with this. So because there's traveling, I have a certain client that when their first five years retirement, they're spending, we plan $42,000 a year for the first five years just for travel. Wow. Then you have other people say, I care less to travel. I don't want to do any traveling at all. I don't even like to get on a plane. You know, so my traveling expense might be, you know, $100 in gas to go five, seven hours east of here. But so yeah, there's so many different variables. So traveling is huge. Some people are big travelers and some people want to ramp that up a little bit in retirement. And so if you get a three, four weeks vacation today, I said, how are you going to Avoid not traveling when you have 52 weeks when you're retired. Right. And then also like the hobbies, the things that you, the passions that you have. Maybe you're into woodworking. Maybe the ladies are into quilting. We know those quilting arms, those are not cheap. Those patterns aren't cheap. The fabric, all that stuff is not cheap. And they start getting those quilting clubs and quilting getaways. That is not cheap. So planning to do the things that you've been putting off because you just haven't had that time. And guys, you start back fishing and hunting and doing the things more and golfing that you've wanted to do more in retirement, it's going to spend more money. And also it comes down to, is your house paid off or is it not paid off? Or is it going to be paid off relatively soon within maybe the first two to four or five years in retirement? That makes a big difference as well when we're doing planning. So the key is making sure all these factors are put together. We use you know a program for our clients that actually we can put all these details in there. This is just a few of them. We actually get a lot more detailed with that. But on the income side, that's a loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's view is different in retirement. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because like in my Fidelity account, it just, it'll have like, uh, hey, how are you tracking on retirement? And it'll have that percentage there. Like you're in great shape, you're not in great shape. Well, how do they really know what kind of shape right. you're in? They don't know that. They, they see your account that you have there, but what else do they know about your lifestyle, what other retire- income you have? So yeah, I think that's a great point to not take that stuff too seriously. It might help kind of guide you a little bit, but you need somebody that can actually sit down and look at all the specifics to, to help you figure out 
where you need to be on income. And another part of that factors into income is taxes and understanding how much we're going to have to pay in taxes once we get into retirement. Yeah. And right now we're under the tax reform that are would be around for a few more years yet. Well, expires in 2025. It could be sooner if it's a new administration. So let's just plan on what the, the old brackets we put back in place. So what tax bracket are you in today? What tax bracket will you be in retirement? And then understanding how the tax brackets work. I think that's a, a, another big misconception out there is when I tell people they're in a 22% tax bracket, they believe they pay 22% on every dollar they earn. I said, that's not true at all. I said, first of all, your standard deduction, you don't pay any taxes on the standard deduction. So if you're married filing jointly, you get over 22 grand of deductions of income that aren't taxed at all. But it's a progressive tax system. So you pay a certain amount of money at 10% over the 10% bracket to 12. You pay that much, uh, 12% on just that bucket of money and anything above the you know, the 12 is in the 22% bracket. It's a staggered system. It's a progressive system. So it's not every dollar. So somebody might be in the 22% tax bracket, but their average tax, federal tax rate might be eight and a half percent. You know, so I said, that's the average price you're paying for every dollar you earn. Find out what tax bracket you're at. What tax bracket will you be in retirement when you're on social security? Because that's another big factor as well, because certain states tax social security, certain states don't. 37 states in the U.S. do not tax. I happen to, you know, right now I'm in my Wisconsin office doing this podcast. They do not tax Social Security on the state side. But over the border, I'm looking, I can look over the river here a quarter mile the other way in Minnesota. They do tax Social Security. So it's different from one state to the other. And so we need to understand how that works. And not everything is going to be taxed. And so we have Maybe you might be military, you might have a disability, and some of that disability income is not taxed. There's so many different factors as well. And you have to remember in retirement, most likely you won't have all those deductions on your tax returns. So are you going to be itemizing anymore? Most likely not. If your house is paid off or soon to be paid off, you don't have that mortgage interest to deduct. So you're most likely taking that standard deduction. And what will that look like in retirement? And also when you're giving contributions, in retirement, you might have to do it strategically because your giving won't be able to be deducted for a lot of people because it won't surpass that standard deduction. The next variable is one that you know is, is impossible for us to predict, but we have to kind of start kind of thinking about what it could be, and that's our life expectancy. How long do we expect to live? And while we can't really pinpoint that date, obviously, there are some things you can take into consideration when you're building your plan, right? Yeah, we ask this all the time, and it's not to offend anybody, but I always ask, I said, you know, tell me a little bit about your parents. How long did your mom, your dad live? And they tell me, and I said, but what was their lifestyle? Because my lifestyle is totally different than my dad's lifestyle was. My dad died, you know, I'm 47. My dad died at 47. <laughs> you know, so people are like, oh, my goodness. You know, I said, well, I'm not worried about it. You know, he smoked. He worked in a, a bad work environment in the open pit mines in northern Minnesota. I'm fully expecting to live. Uh, healthier life. I exercise a couple times a week, eat better foods, take supplements, things like that, uh, control my weight. So we don't know. I will say let's plan for you to live at least till 92 years old. But we know the statistics are, and we know there's that's not a big thing anymore for people to live in their 90s. But if you're a healthy male today at 65, you have a 50-50 chance to live till age 85. 
If you're a healthy female today and you're 65, you have a 50-50 chance to live till age 87. We know women are living as men by, you know, two years, sometimes three years. So we need to plan for both living longer than we ever used to, but also for the gals to maybe be here for a few years on their own. And that's important when you do your planning. As we move through the variables that shape your retirement plan, our next one is one that uh, Mike has already kind of touched on a little bit, but we'll take another angle on it, and that's Social Security. The question really is, you know, what age and when should I start taking my Social Security? Yeah, and that's another loaded question. We use software, and we spend, uh, I do an hour seminar just on basic information of Social Security, but we also when they come in our office, we'll spend another 45 minutes to an hour just talking about the options because there is no perfect plan with that as well because the variable like we just talked about is we don't know how long we're going to live. If we knew how long we're going to live, we could pick that perfect date and we just don't know that. And so there's still some options, other options out there that aren't not being discussed. Actually, just 15 minutes ago, a client left my office here and she's turning 66 years old here in December. And her husband had already been taking Social Security for about a year. We set her up for, well, we helped her online. You know, we don't, we do this for our clients. It's nothing that, <laughs> we don't get paid to do this, but this is a service we offer our clients. Come in, we'll make it easier for you. We signed her up for Social Security, or we, we did the application online for Social Security called For File and Restrict. And so she has the ability to take half of her husband's Social Security from 66 till 70 and let her benefit grow 8% plus cost of living. A lot of people believe this stuff ended. It has not. So she has the ability to still do that. So she's going to be taking half of her husband's benefit will not affect his benefit. It's so important when it comes to planning. If there's some additional funds and monies out there, you should know what is the best plan. A lot of times we're telling one to take it early, the other one take it later or at full retirement age. Sometimes, you know, with our software, we could show that it doesn't make sense. It all depends on if you have pensions as well, because that's mm -hmm. important to know. Because if you have pensions, great. If you don't have pensions, you might not be able to, to delay it as long as you want. So I don't just with this one gal, I actually have a I have a phone call with her later today is it actually made sense for her to take her benefit a couple years sooner than she was planning on it at 65 instead of 67 because it wasn't as much strain on her other dollars and it allowed her, her retirement plan to be more solvent. It actually added a couple more years of, of life to her money by taking it sooner. But that's not always the case. So it's a case-by-case -case situation. All depends what you have for other assets. You can see there's a lot of different examples of different scenarios that you have to consider, and uh, mm -hmm. you could be you could be on either side of that. So you know, work with a professional like Mike to figure out those specifics, and then it's great that you also help them uh, file. That's such a big part. I guess that can probably be overwhelming to a lot of people trying to sort through the government's website and find the, the forms they need. Well, that or just going, you know, downtown St. Paul or, or going to, you know, driving an hour, mm -hmm. you know, to the Social Security office waiting in line. And, and unfortunately, some people have done that and then they've actually given the wrong advice. Oh, and they're not supposed to give advice anyways, but they've given the wrong advice. And so I said, we'll make it easier on you. Well, if you know which option is best for you, we're going to give our recommendation based off of what you're telling us. And especially if we know this is the right one, we're going to help you do it here at no cost. The last variable that we want to talk about is risk. So, Mike, how much money should be at risk when we retire? Well, 
the statistics show, and I know ARP has talked about this for years, and AMAC has talked about this. The older we get, the less risk we should have in our, our portfolio. And I asked this to my clients. I said, you know, when I especially I do educational seminars, I ask this question to the audience: Do you think we should have more risk or less risk as we get approach retirement? And they said a little less. And but usually when I see their statements, I don't see that. Now. What I'm hearing is, you know, when I see the statements, well, I have lower risk or I, you know, I have bonds I can't lose. I go, well, are bonds safe? And I, I said, let's look at what happened last year. We had four rate increases in 2018. What was happening to the, your bond portfolio last year? Well, I was losing money. Well, are they safe then? Well, no, they're not safe. Okay. So we had to look at, we're in a rise of saying bonds are safe and, you know, some lower risk mutual funds and, and things like that. But what we're talking about really safe is what you cannot lose if the market actually goes down. What we're trying to help people is find that balance and find that number that's designed for you because no two households are going to be the same as well. Find out, we usually have you, our clients take a risk assessment test and you actually can go to my website, principalpreservationservices.com and there's a risk assessment tab on there. You can actually spend five, seven minutes, take a risk assessment. They'll send you a score. Where is your risk score from a one to a 99? One is the lowest risk, 99 is the highest. To find out what is your tolerance. Because what we're finding is the way people are investing today, they're investing at a different tolerance than what they really are at. And you know, the big question is, I said, think of all the money you have saved. You think, put that in your mind. I says, now think about it. You just lost 35% of it. And mm-hmm. now you're retired. Are you okay with that? If you're okay with it, great. That means that that's not going to affect you. But if it makes you like get a little uncomfortable, <laughs> you get a little warm warm in the chest and uh-huh. your head. But uh, <laughs> you say, well, that's probably too much risk then. You have to make some changes here. So uh, especially if you're real close to retirement. We're in uncharted territory right now, Ben. We're 10 and a half years of a bull market, which has never happened ever. Yeah. And so we just know that we've never been in this territory before. We've been very thankful and appreciative of what the market's done. And sometimes we have to uh, quit patting our advisor on the back and say, look what they've done for us. I said, it's hard (laughs) for them not to have made you money in the last 10 and a half years. You could have just been in some index fund for the last 10 and a half years and done fine. So the key is, what is going to happen when the market, we did already did a session on that. What will the next market downturn look like? But taking a little risk off the table is not a bad idea when you're getting closer to retirement because your earning years are going away. Yeah, let me point you to a couple of past episodes. Um, if you're just listening to this for the first time and missed a couple of the past ones, the last one we did was on the next market crash, what might it look like. So Mike kind of walks us through all the different scenarios, how to plan for it. And then also a few episodes ago, we did uh, the mistakes savers make. So when you're talking about risk and bonds and stuff, there's some more information in that episode too if you want to dive into it a little bit further. But either way, all these variables are going to affect the way your retirement plan looks and the way it should be shaped. And so in order to get everything in order for yourself and for you and not just some broad guideline and some guidance, talk to Mike and his team at Principal Preservation Services. You can call them at 855-987-8888 or you can find them online, as Mike mentioned, principalpreservationservices.com. Take that risk assessment, find out how comfortable you are with risk and uh, make sure you visit their offices in Woodbury and Hudson, Wisconsin, the brand new office in Hudson. Mike will welcome you in there and sit you down and have a conversation with you about all these topics because it is very important. So with that, Mike, we'll wrap up this episode. Uh, Some very good information today. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was a good time. Hopefully it helps. 
Remember to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts plus whatever podcasting app that you use, and uh, you'll stay up to date on every episode as we release every single week. The next one will be out soon. So stay with us here, and we look forward to talking to you again on the Retirement Reality Podcast. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.